0: And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that's putting the oxygen back into the Christian life, one soul at a time. And so glad to be with you today. And I've talked about uh, previously about the idea of controversies, about uh, avoiding controversies that that are not fruitful. And um, we live in in an age of rage, and we talked about uh, previously stupid controversies, basically. Uh, taken out of the words of Paul to Timothy and to Titus. And basically Paul spoke to Timothy and Titus in on different occasions, but he said to Timothy this he said, Have nothing to do with stupid, senseless controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And he says, The Lord's servant must be must not be quarrels quarrelsome, but kindly to everyone, an apt teacher. And we find that we're living in that in that kind of day where um, where there are so many controversies and so so much vitriol going back and forth, like poison back and forth, and even Christians are often caught up in it. And uh, now this is not to say we shouldn't care about what happens in the world and uh, we should just hide under a rock. No, some controversies are worth having, and and that's a whole another discussion, isn't it? Um, but. We talked about stupid controversies previously, and let me just share with you a, an article I came across that was wonderful, that uh, very interesting and kind of funny, uh, the 30 most bizarre research paper topics of all time. And this makes the point today. And researchers from the University of California tried to determine an answer to the question, who jumps higher, the cat flea or the dog flea? Another research project in France sought to answer the question, do woodpeckers get headaches? So this is what we mean by, stu- by stupid controversy. So if I were to give a title to today's today's time together, it would be something like this. Is your controversy worth fighting for? Is it something that is worth your time and energy? Is it something that will change the world for, for the better? And we know that some controversies are worthy of that, but some are not. And uh, so, yes, that research I read people actually spend hundreds of hours debating these things and having conversations about these things and getting funding for these things. But I'm talking to Christians now specifically. For some Christians, absurd controversies have become like golden calves, you know, like idols that do nothing but waste valuable time that should be redeemed for the sake of the kingdom and the gospel. And this is what is happening in the world today. uh, We're becoming tribalists where there's this side and that side and if you're not on my side then you're part of the system and you know you're against us and it's us against them and uh, so when we talk about is your cont- is your controversy worth the time is it worth the energy? is it worth the expense? is it worth is it worth you uh, taking taking what God gave you and, and investing in that controversy? And I say that because so many Christians are just cruising the web on these websites and different different uh, sources that some are good, some are not so good. And since the, the Internet is kind of like the Wild West, you don't really know what you're getting exactly. You don't know how reputable a website is. You don't know if they're on the right track. And if they are on the right track, who are they accountable to? Uh, is their research legitimate? Is it real? Is it is it uh, does it make sense? But so Paul talked about <clears throat> these these people who were having these controversies and so, some controversies were about genealogies. You know, some some Jews prided themselves on having a Jewish heritage and saying, well, maybe I was related to Moses or maybe I was related to David or Abraham, and so they'd have these long conversations to try to to uh, locate maybe am I part of that heritage? And after a while, it, it began to to eclipse their heritage in Christ, where uh, it, it was a distraction, and uh, and they also had controversy controversies about the law, which you could substitute the word politics, right? That is the hot button today, political debates. I've seen Christians uh, just almost lose their Christianity over their politics when one Christian feels this way. Another Christian feels that way, and all of a sudden, a fight almost breaks out. What is that? So Paul, he uses three operative words in that scripture. Stupid, senseless, and quarrelsome. And I'd like to use that as, as an acid test for your controversy and my controversy. Because we all have them, and we all have you know jump on a bandwagon somewhere. But these three words stand out. To Paul's charge to Timothy. Again, he says, have nothing to do with stupid and senseless controversies. You know that they breed quarrels, right? So stupid, senseless, and quarrels. And he says, the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. Now, there's no wrong, there's nothing wrong with debating and, and you know in and kindness and, and and saying, look, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. But when you become mean about it and mean-spirited and just carry a spirit of anger, then it's wrong. He says, but kindly to everyone, right? The Lord's servant needs to be kindly to everyone. In verse 24 of 2 Timothy 2. Kindly to everyone, an apt teacher, patient. And so we find that that uh, these are three indicators. Stupid, senseless, quarrelsome. Three indicators that a controversy maybe is not worth your fight. Is that controversy simply, quote, dumb, right? Or, or senseless, in other words, does it have little redeeming value that might serve as uh, as as just n- nothing that's building you up, right? Is it just a novelty, something that comes and goes like like the weather or like a style of cloth of clothing? Does it have little redeeming value? Uh, is it like a little shiny curio that you pick up for a moment and only to be discarded when you're bored with it? Uh, does it pass the sense test, right? Because he, he calls them senseless. Does it pass the sense test, your controversy? Uh, does your controversy have? Does it have some kind of a logical sense to it where it's like, okay, and it has to be more than it makes sense to me. Does it make sense in general? Because God created us to be reasoning beings. Is it something so outrageously weird that no one gets it? And, and maybe you see yourself as a martyr that no one gets me and no one gets my controversy. Does it fall within the bounds of reason? Or is it so outrageous that, that it's almost alluring to consider? Because I'll admit to you, sometimes when someone has sent me a, a video or, or a tweet or something, and, and it's outrageous and crazy, there's almost an enticement to want to read more, want to see more. And you want to wonder, what are they saying? Why do they say that? Why are they why are they investing their energy in that? Why, why are they so crazy, you know outrageous with that comment? And that's the danger of some controversies. There's an attractiveness, an allure to them. And here's, here's the question. Do they make sense according to what God says? do they make sense in His word or in life in general? Do they make sense? But also, does the controversy do nothing but cause friction, right? Because the other word he used was quarrelsome. Now we know that there is a lot of friction out there today, and some friction is needed, but some is not good. S- some has has some underlying, uh, you know, nefarious uh, people behind it. However, this is why we need discernment as Christians. We need to know which which battle God wants us to fight, and we find that Paul admonished Timothy. To be a patient teacher to those who who rage. In other words, not some superior person saying, "I'm going to teach you something," but but in, in the sense of let's let's make this a conversation, not a rant. There's a lot of ranting on the internet. A lot of people spewing at each other, talking at each other, but not speaking to each other. And these people are raging at each other, but rage cancels conversation. Rage eclipses the ability to sit down and say, okay, tell me why you feel that way. I want to hear more. Even if you don't agree with each other, tell me why you feel that way. That's a patient teacher. That's someone who comes with love instead of with hatred. And Paul admonished Timothy to be a patient teacher to those who rage. Not one who responds in kind. Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes Christians can respond with this Self-righteous anger, and it's not really self-righteous at all. That's something else, really. And it's not right. Because God expects us to be patient and to be kind. Love is patient and kind. And and instruct others in love and say, Look, I want, to, want you to see it this way, maybe. Consider this or consider that. So when we engage people who do not share our worldview, our values, we have to engage them with love, with patience, And with humility. If we can't do that, then we're missing something. If we can't do that, then maybe maybe we have to ask ourselves, do I need to really grow in that area? Do I need to repent of of maybe my own self-righteousness? Or maybe, you know, that that tweet I, I did that was really nasty and just mean. Maybe I need to repent about that. Maybe I need to ask God to forgive me about that that Facebook posting that I did in all capitals in anger and just kind of you know from a high moral ground trying to tell people off when has that ever changed anyone really think about it we as believers and again I'm talking to those of you who are believers we must do better we must we must learn what it means to have a conversation not a rant so I want to encourage you that as, as you as you uh, pursue what God is saying in your life as you as you pursue the calling God has for your life I want to encourage you not to be distracted by what is happening in the world be concerned and, and have discernment about your involvement but don't be so distracted where you lose the gospel of the kingdom the purposes of God in the world because His purpose is to heal the broken to bring the gospel and to bring His kingdom to the world and you're part of that and, and I'm part of that. And we must ever be vigilant that it's, it's not about who's politically right or who's politically wrong. Because we know that in the end, politics will not save the day. It will not save the world. Only the kingdom of God, when He comes, He will save the world. He will truly, truly reign in righteousness. So, maybe we'll talk about this next time, uh, another another piece to this. But, but thank you for listening today. And I want to encourage you that if you... Uh, if you haven't um, seen our 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 website to check out our website at uh, soul 2com and uh, also our facebook.com front/lp.oxygen and we're also on youtube now and that's why i'm doing these videos but we're also on audio but through the website you could access youtube and also uh, you can access the the audio files and we also have podcasts there and blogs and uh, I, I try to keep those populated pretty busy, uh, pr- pretty regularly. But uh, this these talks I'm having, this is probably part of a series, and I'm not sure how it's going to fall yet. But but um, I want to challenge you today. Be patient with those who disagree with you. Allow a place for them to disagree. Even if if you think they're the most horrible person in the world, let the love of Christ flow through you. It's not your job to fix people. It's not your job to judge them. It's your job to love them. Let God do the saving. Let God do the changing. And let your witness be the ultimate encouragement in their life that when they see your reaction, when they see how you treat them, that you're not ranting or raging at them, but you're loving them. And most of all, you're listening to them. You know, I I, I know people that have, that live in, in ways that I don't agree with. And yet, and some people might consider me a compromiser when I when I spend time with people that I love, that are like this, that I care about. But I'm convinced that as I accept them as they are, and God is their judge, not me, and, and, and I, I remain a witness to Christ, I remain a gospel witness to Christ to them and love them, that I will, I will have gained authority into their life. I will have gained a, a, a place of respect to be heard in their life. This is what a witness is about. So, till next time, I want to encourage you to uh, to join us on our website again and and check us out and like us and hit that like button and subscribe on our YouTube channel. That would be very helpful. So, thank you very much. God bless you.